Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. This week's question is one I hear a lot from clients, especially those who tend to identify as people pleasers. And not understanding how to handle it can make what could be fun activities feel really stressful. Today's questioner asks, what are some tips for managing multiple social obligations, for example, work functions, family gatherings, etc., without feeling overwhelmed? Sometimes the way we say things is as important as what we're saying. In this case, the way the question is phrased can tell us a lot about how we might begin to address it. Today's questioner calls them social obligations. Obligation is often used to connote something we feel is expected of us, but which we don't actually want to be doing. Were I working one-on-one with the questioner, this would be a great indicator to me that we needed to start diving into some of the stories behind why they believe they need to attend these social events. The next time you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, take a moment and listen to the words you're using to describe what's going on in your life. Get curious about how the language you choose might point you to the root of the problem instead of the symptoms. If you're listening to this episode while driving, doing the dishes, folding laundry, or working out, don't worry about taking notes. I've done it for you. You can download the worksheet for this episode at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P20. That's P as in podcast and the number 20. And if you want to make sure you never miss a worksheet, Sign up using the link in the show notes to get any handouts delivered right to your inbox each Tuesday morning. One more note before we dive into this question. I think it's important we cover the difference between introverts and extroverts, especially in the context of this question. This is something I was confused about for a long time. Often we think of introverts as shy and extroverts as outgoing. And while that might be a natural inclination for both personality types, it isn't actually the distinction between the two. Introverts recharge better alone, and extroverts recharge better when spending time with others. So you could have an outgoing introvert and a shy extrovert. The key is not how many friends they have or how busy their social calendar is, but rather how they refill their mental and emotional energy reserves. It's important to understand which one you are in the context of this question. If you're an extrovert, you'll find some of these social events help fill you up. However, if you're an introvert, you'll notice social obligations almost always leave you feeling more drained than when you started. Not sure which one you are? Take a moment and think about the last time you spent time with a small group of people you really enjoyed being with. Now, think about how you felt right after socializing with them. If you felt nourished, refreshed, and or energized, chances are you're an extrovert. If you felt tired or depleted, chances are you're an introvert. Introverts might also feel buzzy, 
like they've had too much coffee after socializing. It won't be a get-stuff-done energized, but rather a shaky-overstimulated energized. Regardless of which you identify with, you still only have 24 hours in a day and 7 days in a week, so you'll need to figure out how to manage multiple social obligations. In episode 5, we talked about the concept that every yes is also a no, and it's an important one to revisit here. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to anything else you could do with that time, energy, or other resource. And when you say no to something, it opens up the space to say yes to something else. So since you don't have a car full of clones you can send to all the social commitments on your calendar, if you're going to say yes to them all, you need to recognize what you're saying no to. If you're not sure where to start filtering out what to say yes to and what to say no to, grab your copy of my Boundaries Quick Start Guide. I'll add a link in the show notes. Or get it when you grab this week's worksheet at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P20. With six simple questions, this guide helps you recognize where you want to say yes and where it's time to start saying no. Okay, it's time to get really honest with yourself. Look at the list of your social obligations and for each one ask yourself, Is this something I want to do, something I need to do, or something I feel like I should do? The things you want to do, you want to prioritize finding a way to say yes to them. The things you need to do, double check. What is the consequence of not doing them? Are they really need to do or are they actually should do in disguise? If there are truly need-to-do events, then you'll also want to prioritize finding a way to say yes to them. And finally, the things you feel like you should do, those are the ones that probably need to find their way off your calendar. Saying no to them allows you to say yes to other things that are more important to you. But I recognize that is so much easier to say than to do. Our shoulds are usually fueled by lots of old stories and beliefs which help drive the way we show up for and engage with the world. However, when we recognize them as shoulds, we've taken the first step in realizing the underlying story or belief isn't actually true for us. A coach can be really helpful in guiding you through the process of recognizing and releasing old stories and beliefs. If you're interested in learning more about getting support to help you identify and release these old thought patterns, I'd love to help. I'll add a link in the show notes to my calendar so you can schedule a discovery session. Before we move on, I want to circle back to the difference between introverts and extroverts. Because they recharge better alone, introverts need more downtime than extroverts. If you identify as an introvert, it's really important you give yourself the grace to say no to events and invitations, even if you see someone else saying yes more often than you are. Remember, we're not cookie-cutter humans, and what you need to stay happy, healthy, and balanced is as unique as you are. And a note for extroverts. Because you recharge better with others, you can tend to overschedule yourself. While this is less about the impact it has on your energy level, If you try to be everywhere all at once, it doesn't matter how much it fills you up, it will still feel overwhelming rushing from place to place, not actually getting to spend quality time at any one event or with any one person. I had a client who was a chronic overscheduler. 
She could always justify why she should go to an event, either personal or professional. But this led to stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm as she was trying to take care of everything else in her life in addition to her busy social calendar. She also struggled with creating boundaries. For her, it felt like building a big wall between herself and the important people in her life. And she's not alone. So many of us picture boundaries like a big brick wall, keeping everyone in arm's distance away. But the truth is, boundaries don't have to be a big brick wall. When you look at your social calendar with dread instead of excitement, it's a great sign you've overscheduled yourself. And the result of that is no one gets the best of you. Think about it for a minute. If you had plans to meet a friend for dinner, but they were behind on a work project and it was consuming all of their focus, would you rather spend the entire evening with them distracted thinking about the project instead of the conversation you were having? Or would you rather they ask if you could reschedule in a day or two once the project was complete and you could have their full attention? I know which one I'd pick. Being able to vocalize what you need to show up as your best, that's a great way to create healthy boundaries. Here's a script you can tailor to your needs. I know we've made plans to get together, but I want to be able to show up as my best self for you. And that means I'm going to have to reschedule. Is there a day later this week that works for you? In my experience and in the experience of clients I've worked with, the vast majority of the people in your life want what's best for you. And if that means you need to reschedule or take a pass on an event, you might be surprised at how often that statement is met with compassion and understanding. There's one final piece of the puzzle I want to touch on today, and that's building your resilience. Imagine you slept poorly last night. You're overhungry and can hear your stomach rumbling. And suddenly, life throws a curveball your way. Chances are you're going to be knocked over by that curveball because you don't have the resilience you need to keep you on your feet. Now picture for a moment, you've just had a nutritious and nourishing meal and you got a great night's sleep the night before. And then the same curveball comes your way. Now you stand a much better chance of catching that ball and keeping your feet under you or at least getting back up and dusting yourself off quickly because you've increased your resilience. When we build our resilience, it allows us to turn the mountains in our lives into molehills. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, building your resilience allows you to approach your social obligations with more grace, ease, and joy. Which leads us to how you build your resilience. And that's all about creating a consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care routine. By building habits and routines which allow you to consistently fill your mental, emotional, and physical energy reserves, you're able to build up your resilience. I did an overview on self-care in episode 4 of the podcast, and you can download my free self-care toolkit with everything you need to get started building your own consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care routine that works for you and your schedule. I'll add a link to the self-care toolkit in the show notes. So to sum up the answer to this week's question, you can manage multiple social obligations without feeling overwhelmed by recognizing you can attend them all. And that happens by prioritizing the events you truly want or need to attend and releasing those that you simply feel you should be at. Also important, is building up your resilience so when you enter a particularly busy day, week, or season, 
you have the reserves to handle all of it with grace and ease instead of defaulting to stress and overwhelm. And don't forget to grab your copy of this week's worksheet, which also includes the Boundaries Quick Start Guide and details on how to get started editing your social calendar. You can get it at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P20. That's P as in podcast and the number 20. And I'll add a link to that in the show notes. Before I wrap up this episode, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. This is episode number 20, which is a nice round number, and it also coincides with a beautiful time out in the garden. So the podcast will be on hiatus for two weeks so I can spend some extra time out in the garden enjoying the beautiful blooms and the wonderful late spring weather. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe wherever you receive podcasts so you'll be notified when the podcast resumes on June 6th. I've already got several great episodes planned, filled with actionable tools and techniques to help you live your best life. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.